you're listening to Diving In, a podcast by Lexi McCrowan. Join me as I explore topics relating to health, wellness, and how to stay true to yourself. Each week, I touch on raw and often unspoken conversations with special guests as they share their experience working in the spotlight and their own personal journey to accepting themselves. Diving In is your guide to help you navigate challenges in life, whether that's relating to friendships, business, or health. I can't wait to take you on this exciting journey with me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Diving In. I think we're up to episode 15 now, if I'm correct. And I would like to apologize for being so absent on this account as of lately. I've just been so busy with moving and I guess just processing everything that comes with moving. It definitely is a big thing and I feel like it does take time to settle in. So I just needed to give myself that. But I feel like I'm ready now to kind of sit down And I'm not at the end of my move, but I feel like I've learned a lot along the way that I feel like I can share now. And I just had to obviously, like I mentioned, process at first. So today I thought we'd touch on living alone, even moving to a new city alone, because I feel like that's even harder, especially not having your family around, some tips the pros and cons to doing that and moving alone, why moving looks different for everyone. And I wanted to touch on patience. So this week's special share is obviously going to be related to what I'll be discussing today. So let's jump into that first. Here are two truths you might want to hear today. First, you have not yet experienced all of your happiest days. And second, you still have all the time in the world to become who you want to be. And I love this one. And I felt like I've had to remind myself of this more so lately because I've been getting frustrated with myself. And I think because I haven't allowed myself to just be patient with my move. You know, I wanted things to come instantly. For example, could be like on my weekends... I want to go out and see people because I live alone. But, you know, not everyone's always going to be free. So I need to learn how to enjoy my own company. And it will take time when you move alone. And that's why I thought it was really important to touch on that. So first, I thought we could start on a little bit of an update on what's been happening with my move. So I mentioned that I was in a studio And I was by myself for, I think, just over two months. And time goes by so quickly that that has now actually come to an end. And during that time, I hadn't really looked around at any other rentals. I just didn't know how I would feel by the end of it. So I moved out just a few days ago. And then I moved into a new place down in Bondi, which I'm actually really excited for. You know, I think... I'm someone that definitely thrives off change a lot of the time, even though it is uncomfortable, it always gives me something to focus on. And that can be a reminder to you that change is uncomfortable, but it comes with so many positives as well. So I moved into my new place in Bondi on Friday night. Thankfully, my mum flew up and helped me move in. So basically, 
what I did during the week was just slowly pack up the current studio that I was in. So when she did come in on Friday, it was really easy for us just to move over to my new place and unpack. And one thing that I'll say with moving is if you don't want it to be too stressful or overwhelming and you haven't lived out of home before, I would say subletting is the best way to experience living out of home because you don't have a lot with you. You know, it was really easy for me to settle into my new place in Bondi because I literally only have five boxes to my name. And I also realized how much I overpacked. So I wanted to talk about that. But I moved in, I unpacked everything on the Friday night and then me and my mum went and did a sauna at Nimbus, which is one of my favourite sauna places here in Sydney. We do have it in Melbourne as well, but I have never been to it there just because I think we were so far, far from the city. I just never really went in and kind of ventured out that way. But it's only just down the road from me now, so I'm thankful for that. And then we went for dinner at Raw Bar because I really just wanted to treat her and say thank you for coming up. She was only up from Friday morning to Saturday night, so a very quick trip. So I was very thankful that she came up and helped me do that. So I wanted to firstly touch on living alone and what I learned during this time. At the start, I really was enjoying, I guess, my own company and really thriving. But over time, I started to feel more isolated and more isolated than I have ever felt before. You know, I wasn't around my family. I wasn't seeing my friends all the time because I moved to a new city alone. I had to make my own friends and it will take time. And that's where patience comes into it. You know, over time, my weekends didn't start to feel like my weekends. I was pushing myself more to go out because I was doing a lot by myself, which a lot of people can't do. So of course it was very exhausting for me, but I had to learn to enjoy my own company, whether that was going out for my morning coffee, just going for a walk and getting some fresh air. And one thing that I would highly suggest doing when you do move alone is signing up to a gym. That would be my one main tip to take away from this, to sign up to a Pilates studio, a yoga studio or a gym. It just gives me that sense of community and I have met so many people through it. You know, last weekend before I flew home, I went and did a Pilates class and I met a new friend through that. If I didn't book in that Pilates class, I wouldn't have come across this new friend and we had so much in common and it just made my day because when you live alone, just the small things make your day. And I felt like that was the universe just giving back to me after having a rough few weeks. I really needed that. So that would be one of my tips to sign up to a gym. The next tip I would have with moving alone and living alone, because it will be really isolating for a while and it will take time to get used to your own company. But I feel like you've got to be comfortable with yourself first. So the next one would be to find your local coffee shop. Just going down the road to your local coffee shop, chatting to your local barista, would make my day. Just even having a small conversation about, oh, hi, how was your weekend? Just having that connection with someone is so nice. 
and you meet someone new and you really only have to have a small conversation a day. It's nothing exhausting. It's nothing major. And you walk away feeling really good because you've had that social interaction for the morning. And what I would say with living alone is you have to be aware of your mind more often. You know, like I always mention, we are our own worst inner critic. So I've had to take care of myself a lot more. You know, when things start to get on top of me, I really had to push myself to just shake it off, maybe go for a walk, call a friend back home or my family. And it was something that has really helped me, I think. You know, since moving, I don't have my family around. I don't have them to run home to when I feel anxious or when I'm feeling sad. So I've really had to kind of pull myself together. And I don't want that to sound negative or sad because for me, it has been such a positive thing. You know, I've taught myself how to be independent in a sense, to still live my life and to still have sad days and not feel as happy on the weekends, but still move on with my life and not put myself, you know, into a dark hole of just being in bed all day or sitting in my room all day and not talking to anyone. Like we all do when we feel sad or unhappy, we kind of isolate ourselves from our friends and our family. So that's one thing that I would say I've learned with moving is how to show up for myself every day, even if I am having a hard day. And I feel like that'll just get easier for me. And I'm kind of thankful that that has come with my move because that was one thing I struggled with at home, you know, having a full-time job and balancing my mental health. Whereas moving, I've been able to balance both. And I think that's because I've had to just move through my days because I don't really have my family here to go home to and to get support from. I would also say moving alone, you tend to step out of your comfort zone a lot more because every single day you'll be doing something that is out of your comfort zone, whether that's just even leaving the house by yourself, going to the supermarket by yourself, sitting in a cafe by yourself. But another tip that I would say is utilize Instagram and your social media platforms to meet new people. And I'm so thankful that when I moved, I had my yoga account and I kind of knew a lot of people online that I now have met up with in person for the first time. And it's so nice to meet them in person because we share so much in common and I'm finally starting to find my friendships and just experiencing something new and having something new in your life, I feel is so exciting especially since we've been in lockdown for so long. So that would be a big one. Utilize your social media platforms. Reach out to people, message people, see if they want to go for a walk, if they want to get a coffee. Over time, you'll be so proud of yourself for doing this. And it'll be harder first, you know, to reach out to someone because it takes courage and you never really know if that person's going to reply or not. But Just trust your gut and the right people will show up for you. Another thing with moving alone, I feel like 
my days have gone so much slower and I actually kind of like it because I've been able to be a bit more present with myself and just focus on each day as it comes. You know, another reason why I sublet it because I didn't want to sign on to any leases. I wanted to go to a new city and I wanted to break it up into blocks because I feel like we often romanticise travelling and moving. But in all honesty, I find it so stressful. You know, we're constantly on the go. We're constantly packing up, unpacking, getting used to a new place, new housemates. And yeah, it's very stressful. But like I said, I thrive off change. And I feel like I trust my gut and I know everything happens for a reason and I have obviously wanted to do sublets for a reason because I just want to experience it first before I sign on to anything long-term, I guess, you know, because then I would look at it and be like, I'm never coming home again or I'd find it a lot sadder and a lot harder to let go, you know, of Melbourne and my home. So subletting has really kind of eased me into my move. So if you're feeling like you want to experience something new or you want to move to a new city, I would highly suggest subletting. You know, you get certain dates, the furniture's already there, you've got cutlery, all you really need is your clothes, maybe some books, some paintings, things from back home to make your safe space. And that's another thing that I would say is really important with moving alone or just moving to a new city for the first time is create your safe space because when you're living in someone else's apartment or house it doesn't really feel like your home so if you bring just a few things that mean a lot to you whether that's a painting some books for me it was a painting that my sister gave to me for my 18th birthday she actually is a really good artist and she painted me this beautiful naked lady as a representation of just all females and their body types and how beautiful we all are individually. And I brought it with me because every time I look at it, it just reminds me of my family back home and it just fills my cup with so much love. So I definitely would say create your safe space. But one tip with packing and one thing I did want to touch on was, yeah, like I mentioned at the start, how much I packed and how much I haven't even used yet. So now I've brought so much back home with me because I don't need it. So every time I do move, I want it to be as easy and as simple as it can be. So think about your packing situation. And it's definitely the most boring process of the move, but I feel it's the most important. And for me, because I was subletting and I was constantly moving, I needed to make each move easy. You know, like I said, I packed way too many going out clothes, which I didn't need. If more so, I needed work clothes. And my tip would be to pack items that are essential to you. And that are also versatile, you know, colours like black, grey, brown, your neutral tones. I feel like they're easy to work with and you can pair them with so much. 
but also know that it won't be perfect. And this is something I'm reminding myself of right now because I've never lived out of home. I didn't know how much I did need, how much I wouldn't need. And you always have stores around you to purchase things you may not have packed. So always remind yourself of that. I also wanted to touch on groceries and shopping and overall, I guess, saving in general, because when I first moved, I was not used to seeing my bank account go down every single day. You know, whereas when we live at home, we're not really spending as much every day. You know, I'm now having to pay rent each week. I'm doing my own grocery shopping. I might go out and see friends every now and then. So I was definitely spending a lot more in my weeks. And at first it did make me feel anxious. You know, I'm the type of person that when I see my bank account go down, I get very anxious. And I feel like we're all like that. We're always constantly wanting to save. But if we stop and actually think about our savings and money, yes, money can't buy happiness, but money can give you experiences and memories And I always remind myself of that when I do feel overwhelmed about how much money I have. I remind myself also that I didn't move to Sydney to save. I moved to Sydney to experience new things, create new memories, step out of my comfort zone. So the main thing for me wasn't saving. And yes, I am conscious of how much I'm spending each week, but I'm not as overwhelmed by it now, which I'm so thankful for. You know, the first few weeks when I would go and do my grocery shop, I would really stress about how much it would cost me because I eat a lot of fresh produce. You know, fruit and vegetables aren't cheap, especially when strawberries were like $6 one week. Now they're $3. And I was spending like $6, like maybe twice a week on strawberries. And I justified it because I like to have a lot of fresh produce. And for me, I would do my grocery shop at the start of the week and I would pre-plan all my dinners and my lunches for work and it really helped me be independent and kind of set myself up for a good week. You know, but like I said, don't have too many expectations on yourself. Not every day is going to be perfect or filled with really positive things. Some days you'll wake up feeling sad, but this is just one thing in your week that can really set you up on a positive note. And with saving, I definitely say living alone is more expensive. You know, I was paying rent weekly by myself and rent in Sydney is not cheap. When I look at rent in Melbourne, I'm like, oh my God, like, We pay so much here in Sydney, but I kind of justify it because living in Bondi now, I'm closer to the beach. I'm definitely going to be more happy. So I kind of justify how much I spend in a week. And I think one tip would be to work out what you want to prioritize in your week with your spendings. You know, for me, it was I had to pay my rent each week. I looked forward to my morning coffee. So spending my money on a coffee every day was something that I valued and I would do for myself. And a big one was good quality groceries, whether that was going to the farmer's market or the supermarket and getting really fresh 
veggies and fruits. That was something that I would prioritize over buying clothes or new shoes, especially because I would go into the health food stores and spend so much. I'd walk out with like really good quality sourdough, bone broth. And let me just say bone broth isn't cheap, but a few weeks ago, my naturopath really recommended it to me, especially when I was really run down with the flu and I don't eat a lot of meat. I just had never enjoyed it from a young age and I don't really label it because I find that that's not helpful. But she put me on to bone broth and I was a bit hesitant at first because I know um, the smell of it really made me feel sick. So I first tried chicken bone broth and I would just mix it in with a bit of miso and it was actually really nice and it was super hearty and warm just with my lunch or something in winter. And then I found a really good beef bone broth in the health food store, which I have most days. And it's this turmeric, coconut and lime papaya bone broth. And yeah, it's not cheap, but it's something that I prioritize in my months when I do go out and just spend that little bit more in the health food stores. And then I kind of leave the rest of my savings to see friends, to go out for dinner or occasionally buy a new outfit. You know, I'm definitely a massive neat freak. And one thing that overwhelms me is how much stuff I have. So I always remind myself of this when I do go and buy a new outfit. You know, I ask myself, do I really need it or do I want it for the instant satisfaction that it gives? You know, I feel like when we buy a new outfit, I love it for a week and then I get sick of it. And I'm like, why did I do that? Why did I buy that outfit? And I definitely have expensive taste. So one thing that I do justify is thrifting or buying secondhand clothes from Depop. Because yes, it's good quality for me still, but I might be getting it for like $100 cheaper and it's been worn a few times. So do what works for you. And with all of this, I just want to mention that moving looks different for everyone. So everything that I'm saying now and all the tips I'm giving, take it with a grain of salt. You know, don't think that you need to do your move exactly like this. You may want to sign on to a lease. You may want to have that permanent thing in place. You know, it may be more overwhelming for you if you were to move into a sublet and know that you're constantly moving and meeting new people and having to get to know your new housemates. I completely understand. And what I like about subletting is it breaks up my move, like I mentioned. It gives me blocks. So now I have eight weeks in my new place in Bondi and at the end of that eight weeks or just a little bit before, I will just start to think about how I'm enjoying it. If I feel like it's for me, do I need to move back home? Do I feel like I need to move somewhere else? It's a realistic way for me to look at my move and not be so overwhelmed by it. And it just gives me a small experience of moving to a new city and learning about what I do want in my life and what I don't want in my life. 
And I wanted to give you a journal exercise because this is one thing that I've been doing quite a lot when I do have moments of moving, feeling like, oh my God, is this the right thing? Should I be doing this? We always second guess what we're doing and we're never happy with what we're currently doing. We're always searching for more, like I always say. So I feel like this will help so many of us. So if you need to pause this, go get yourself a pen and paper, get out your journal or buy yourself a journal because like I always say in all my episodes, they will help you so much on just reflecting on your feelings, your thoughts, how you talk to yourself, how you can change that. So I want you to write down some things that you want to achieve this year. Actually, whether it's this year, this month, or this week, just some goals that you have in your mind that you want to achieve. And next to it or under it, I want you to write down why you haven't achieved this yet or what's holding you back from achieving this. And know that everything takes time, yes, but if you can be aware of what's holding you back from living your life to your full potential, then you can work on that so much more. And I think that's one thing why I processed my actions in moving to a new city because I felt like I was stuck in this place back home that reminded me of lockdown and I really needed to fully experience living out of home, challenging myself in the most uncomfortable way possible to get out of that rut. And I felt like I have. You know, I now have a full-time job, which I've actually never had a full-time job, you know, because coming out of lockdown, I lost my job. So I wasn't working. So as well as moving to a new city, I also work a full-time job. I work in an office space for the first time, which I absolutely love. I love being around people And at times it has been hard because it does exhaust me because we were working from home for so long. So just being in person with so many people around has been a lot to take in, but it's only normal and I'm only going to get used to it until I do it more. And that's another thing with moving, you know, find a job, find a job that's social where you'll meet new people, whether that's in a bar, a cafe, if you're working in the fashion industry, in e-com, PR, you're always going to meet people. So moving with a job, having a job in place is a big thing that I would factor in for myself to give me that sense of security as well. Knowing that I'm moving somewhere, I'll have a job lined up. Through this job, I'll be meeting people. I'll have something to do. I'll have a purpose throughout the week. I think it's definitely something that's really important. And for me, another thing that has been really important with moving alone has been my morning routine. Because some mornings I wake up and I may feel extra sad or extra lonely. So there's that saying, you know, your morning sets you up for your day. So I really would be super conscious in the morning, you know, 
sitting down and enjoying my morning coffee, going out and getting my morning coffee occasionally if I wasn't at work and I was working from home, going to my local yoga or Pilates studio and just interacting with my instructor or with my clients around me. You know, it just really made my day having people around, even if I wasn't talking to them. And another thing that I would say has been one thing that I've had to learn how to deal with is public transport. And I would say this is the most uncomfortable one for me. And I feel like a lot of people can relate, but being so young and also a female in this world can definitely be scary going on public transport alone. So it's something that I've had to get used to, you know, going to work each day, coming home from work each day. You know, I would finish work at four. I would start at eight just so that I could get home before it was dark. And that kind of made me feel a bit more comfortable. But even that, I could just catch public transport around by myself. I would never do that in Melbourne. So I recognise that moving has really helped me push myself out of my comfort zone. And I've kind of just had to do that. You know, when I would go see friends, one time I caught the ferry up to Manly to see some friends for dinner and I was sitting on the ferry, you know, kind of reflecting. And I actually wrote this in my notes, but I was reflecting on my move and I was so shocked that I was just sitting here on this ferry by myself going to meet some friends and that I was totally okay with it, just being by myself on this ferry. I wasn't anxious. I wasn't scared. I didn't have an overwhelming moment where I was like, oh my God, I'm so far from my family and I'm on this ferry by myself. This is so unusual for me. But we just need to not think about that. And we need to really focus on the positive things in that moment. Otherwise, I feel like, yeah, we can get really overwhelmed. So that's one thing I've definitely learned and has helped me with my move, being so much more comfortable in my own skin and more confident in myself. You know, just getting out of bed each day, taking myself to work, getting on public transport. The independence has been amazing. And I feel like over time, I'll start to feel a bit more comfortable in signing on to a lease. But at the moment, I'm kind of loving subletting and just meeting new people along the way. You know, I definitely see myself moving to Bali next year, potentially. I feel like I want to experience the city life for a little bit, see if it's for me, if it's not for me. And then give myself some time in Bali. I feel like it's a very creative place and somewhere that I'd really thrive in, I feel. The one thing for me would be feeling safe over there by myself if I was to move because I am so young. But I feel like there's going to be positives and negatives to every place. So... I'm currently back home at the moment and I thought why I had the time, I would sit down and I would just give you an update, kind of discuss living alone, moving to a new city alone, what that has been like for me. And it may not be like this for you, 
but hopefully this can just help you in some sense know or prepare for your move, whether that's with knowing that you will be spending money every day, every week, and that it's definitely not cheap, but that over time, that won't be as overwhelming. It probably took me a month to get used to seeing my bank account go down each week. And now I'm just so comfortable to go, yep, here's my rent for the week. You know, there goes my groceries for the week. They're things that I need in my life. It keeps me moving in my life. And financially, if I was in a place where I was spending way too much, I feel like I would be aware of it, but I'm definitely so conscious of it at the moment. And I break up my income each week, you know, what I want to save towards, what I want to prioritize in my week. And like I said, yeah, for me, my main ones were my rent, my daily coffee and good quality groceries, but that could change weekly. Depending on your schedule, you may have a few more birthdays, you may be eating out a lot more and don't be so strict on those things that you prioritize with your spendings. You know, one weekend I ate out most nights and I got really overwhelmed by it and I had to stop and think, you know what, I've been wanting to catch up with these people for so long and it was so nice to do that, especially when I do live alone. It really made me feel super proud of myself for just getting out there each night, going out and seeing people, socializing and spending my money and being okay with it. And it's so freeing to feel that. And I hope someday if you feel like you're really overwhelmed with spending money, I hope you can feel that sometime too. And I guess another tip with moving alone or living alone, a really big one for me was finding the small moments in my day that I could look forward to. Like I mentioned, getting my morning coffee, doing things like going to the farmer's market on a Sunday. That was one of my weekend rituals. Finding my coffee place and my local barista. And finding my local farmer's market has been so fun because each weekend I'll go and I'll try all the new ones. I had a really good one around the corner from me in Rush Cutters called Potts Point Market. And I'd go there every weekend and they did the best falafel wraps, juices, and they had this really beautiful fruit and veg store and the lady that ran it was so lovely and I had an interaction with her every Sunday and she knew me when I would come and get all my groceries and it was just really nice to know that someone like recognized me in another city. Not as in like from a local perspective, but that I could just have that conversation and have a friend that I would just see every weekend when I went to this market. Just have small talk, ask about her week, how she's been going. And it was just so nice. So that would be my last tip. To find the simple things in your day that you can look forward to. Whether that's scheduling a walk with a friend of a morning going for a morning swim, booking in for a class with a friend, or even on a Monday, you know, sometimes I'd wake up on the Monday feeling really homesick. 
but if I had a dinner planned that weekend, it would give me something to look forward to throughout the week, knowing that I'd be seeing that friend and we'd get to catch up and it would just be a really nice, simple thing in my week to look forward to if I was feeling anxious or if I was feeling sad. And I feel like it'll come in waves with feeling more isolated and not so isolated. So I've given myself the time knowing that the past week has been a bit more rough, but it's been so nice to be home and I'm switching off tomorrow as I leave for the snow with my family for a week. So I'm so excited for that, especially because we haven't been since COVID started. So it's been almost just over two years, which is crazy because now I'm 20, whereas when COVID came, I was just turning 18. So it's crazy to think that time has gone so quickly. But I can't wait to go back and just be really present with my family and enjoy their company. But I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. And as always, I hope that you've learned something, you've taken away something from the episode. And once again, I'm really sorry for how absent I've been. I definitely, now that I'm settled, want to jump back into this more and record more for you guys. Now that I live live in Sydney, I have a few more guests planned to come on the podcast and chat with you guys and share a bit about their life and what they do. And always know that I get people on, obviously, that I feel really align with diving in as well. So stay tuned for that. But I'm so grateful for all of you and for being here and just being patient with me. So I hope you have a beautiful week and enjoy your weekend and do something for yourself this week. Thank you.